shit. All right. Recording. What's going on? This is yo. This is two. <laughs> this is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Yeah. Thank before you. we start, let me tell you about this MFA right here, man. Uh, gotta start bitching. Who's bitching, man? Fuck you. Anyway, how you guys doing? This this MFA right here gonna start recording when I'm about to get on his ass, and he gonna be like, "Oh, it's recording. Can't say much." Yeah. Well, nigga, I'm saying something now. Fuck you. He always wants to talk shit. Anyway. It just get hit. That's all I can say. Yeah. But I, hey, bring thank it you for joining us bring another episode. <laughs> hope your day's going well. Yeah, because motherfuckers <laughs> here is about to get knocked out on a Saturday, Jeez. but it's all good. I definitely got to label this explicit now because of him. He's just. I'm sorry if there's any kids listening. <sighs> it's uh, supposed to be a family show. It's it's not supposed to be like this, guys. I apologize. But let's get into it. <laughs> so you got some shout outs, correct? Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Stu Kids, uh, my people, Sai and Drew. They just released episode eight. Uh, it's definitely funny as hell. It's cool. Definitely go check it out. It's You're going to love it. Definitely. Um, I want to also give a shout out to this ugly mf right here who's been doing a lot of work on this concert that's getting ready to come up. Um, he's been working real tirelessly. So I'm giving you the shout out. I'm giving you your rose while you can smell it. August August 23rd, guys. August 23rd, 830 to 1030 at uh, St. Augustine's. Henry Street. Yeah, St. Augustine's Church. I'll be in the parish hall. We'll be, you know, we'll have wine coolers. We'll have sodas. We'll have water. And you'll be able to listen to some dope music. So come check us out. Tickets are $10 on Eventbrite and 15 at the door. Um, Just to give you a quick roster check. So it's going to be Reginald Williams on tenor saxophone, Philip Leslie on guitar and vocals, Claudia Logan on vocals. We have Evan Strauss on bass. Uh, myself, Tucson, seen on drums. So it's, it's going to be dope. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be excited. I hope that you guys can make it. Um, definitely help help us make this first event dope, fun. Um, I know people in our neighborhood are looking forward to it. And we definitely want to get people outside of the neighborhood to come out and just support. I really, really don't think you're going to be disappointed. Good stuff. Good stuff. So... Also, we just got some news that uh, if any of you guys that watch Black Lightning, he's going to be appearing in the crossover, the CW crossover, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, if you guys was listening to the podcast last week, we started to talk about that a little bit with Brandon Roth coming back as Superman, um, you know, after his stint as Superman in the 20, 2006 Superman yeah, Returns. 2006. Uh, man, I'm super excited because... The past two years, Black Lightning is based out outside of the CW Arrowverse, which means they have their own universe. They're they're separate from Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Um, it's how damn I'm excited. This is this is really going to be good. So this this what this shows to me is that they're going to do just like the comic book and make all the universes one. And that's good because we might see Black Lightning and Thunder pop up more. And good Lord, if I could see Nafisa Williams in every other show, I'd be so goddamn happy. Lord. No, yeah. No, that that's actually good. It seems like they're really going for broke with this. And this is, you know, they're, they're pulling off the stops. You know, they're not, you know, it really sounds like they're not holding anything back. So you would almost think, like, they were ending the CW shows but how big they're going with this one. But they're just like, this, this is going to be their biggest one yet. And it's cool that they're finally going to involve Black Lightning because they've always kept him separate from the other TV shows. Segregation, damn it! It looks like they're going to start including him, like kind of like what they started to do with Supergirl a couple of years ago. But yeah, I'm excited. 
cool to check this out. This is going to be something big. They've been teasing the crisis since last season one. And in flash season one, the t- in the time vault, the newspaper said that the crisis was coming in 2024. And now the crisis is 2019. With that, it's Arrow's final season, the final year. Um, they're teasing about a Green Lantern reference with John Diggle, my man David Ramsey. So this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a crazy, 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 crazy CW season. Uh, we also got Batgirl that's slated to come out in October. All the CW shows are coming back out in October, if I remember correctly. Um, with the crisis of Infinite Earths crossover starting in December and ending in January. All right, so we're going to talk about our uh, our topic of today is just movies that we grew up with that made us who we are. Um, after this show, and you guys listen to it, please, 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 please um, hit us up on Facebook or on our Instagram and let us know what movies made you who you are. You know what gave you inspiration. Ah, bro, yeah, you and let, us, let us know how often you revisit those movies. You know, is there is there something that those movies do for you? Does it put you in any type of mood or make you feel nostalgic about anything or remind you of a time in your life? So please let us know. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll start off. So I mean, should I should I say three right off the bat or just say one? Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll forth. go back and forth. Okay, I would say my first one is Watermelon Man. I don't think I've ever a nineteen seventy. It's, I don't know. I guess it kind of counts as black exploitation, okay. but it's directed by um, Melvin Van Peebles, and it's uh, starring this guy. Who's For Godfrey. those who don't know who uh, Melvin Van Peebles is, who is he? Uh, he is a film director. He's but a black father film is he? director. He's a father. I'm, I'm getting there, motherfucker. All right. Shit. Let me talk. God damn. But he is the father of Mario Van Peebles, and Mario Van Peebles is an actor and director. He was in this movie called New Jack City. If you guys don't know what that is, you guys should definitely look that up. But uh, he pretty much started it off before um, Mario came onto the scene. But yeah, he's a uh, director, and uh, he directed this this comedy movie starring this uh, this black comedian, but he's playing a white guy, and he suddenly wakes up one day and finds that he's a black man, and he kind of has to navigate his way through 1970s America as a black man while being married to a white woman and raising two white children, all while trying to transform himself back into a white man. So it's a very daring comedy. It's very funny. It's, and I, I, it's very much ahead of its time. It felt like a movie that could be made today and it would, and it would still do well. Um, it's a shame a lot of people don't know more about it, but I honestly recommend it to anybody. It's called, again, Watermelon Man. Please check it out. It's a hilarious movie. And uh, I just like it because it's it, it feels timeless. It feels like something I could watch today. I could watch five years from now and still get the same kind of feeling from it and same kind of, uh, I guess, current kind of feeling from it. Okay. I know, uh, I think for me, I'm going to say Standing in the Shadows of Motown, which was this documentary about the Funk Brothers. Um, anybody that's familiar with Motown knows that the Funk Brothers were Motown's hit machine a group of musicians um, that did everything from My Girl to Just My Imagination, uh, any of the Supremes' early work, Little Stevie Wonder, back when he was Little Stevie Wonder. I'm sorry, what was the movie called? Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Standing. Is that a, it's a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary. Um, I first discovered the movie when I was in college. Uh, if you guys listened to the first episode, I went to University of Maryland Eastern Shore, and I studied music. 
Uh, anytime I felt low or <laughs> I did bad on a test or like, I mean, I've had a good performance. I would watch that movie and I would get very inspired by it. So even now I could watch that movie and just look at the performances and look at the history of musicians that went before me and just really doing something with themselves. And they started off as jazz musicians and went into like funk and, and explored new eras of music through the artistry of the songwriters and the people that were singing the the songs. And it's called Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Yeah, it came out ooh, roughly maybe 10 years ago. Okay. That does sound familiar. But um, next one for me, I would probably say is Inception. Oh. Uh, Christopher Nolan is probably my most favorite director working today. That's the GOAT. And every time Inception's on, I just, I just stop and watch it. No matter if it's in the beginning, the middle, or in the last sequence, I just put it on and just watch it. Just like this, this, the story of it is just beautiful. Just the idea of just being able to travel into someone's mind and plant an idea. I just, it's just so fucking cool. And then just like that action scene in the hotel where the whole set is shifting. Like I remember watching how they do that, and it was just crazy to see how they actually film that and kind of nauseating actually. But um, yeah, it's, I, that's a movie I watch every time it's on. And I really like it because of its innovation and the ideas it's raised. And like he makes movies that really just like kind of kind of challenge you. And he he's one of those filmmakers who doesn't necessarily do linear storytelling. His films always go from like one spot to another and back and forth. And he did Memento, right? Yeah, that was okay. just about I think first movie or second movie. But yeah, he, he he doesn't really tell like. Sort of like the basic kind of linear movie. It's always movies always go go to like one point to another and then back and forth. But like, yeah, I just it really makes you think, and then you always get like something else after watching it again, you know. But um, I love that movie uh, dearly. Okay. Um, you want to think I'm corny for this one, but Meteor Man. Okay. Um, that movie is something that's near and dear to my heart. I remember mom and dad took me to see it when I was a kid. And the one part that scared me, even, you know, towards like my teenagers, I would always cringe at this part, is when he gets hit with the meteor. Okay. And it's like, oh, oh, he's at the wall. He's like, damn, you just see the meteor going inside of him. You just like, fuck, damn. <laughs> um, but as I got older and I started to watch the movie, I started to appreciate what Robert Townsend was trying to do. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know who Robert Townsend is, he's a famous uh, writer, director, comedian. Uh, if you guys ever watched The Parenthood, uh, Hollywood Shuffle, what else has he done? Ooh, he was in uh, Black Lightning this past season. Yeah. He's he appearance in a couple episodes of that. He's one of my favorite uh, directors and writers and comedians. He's really funny. He challenges us to think about how we need to take back our neighborhood. You know, like that one person can make a difference no matter what, if you have powers or not, that you can inspire people to to take back your neighborhood and do something meaningful with your life. Uh, Bill Cosby's actually in it. Sinbad's in it. Uh, Luther Vandross. It's, it's, there's a lot of heavy hitters, but it doesn't get enough uh, accolades as it should. It was pretty much one of the first superhero movies or even black superheroes that came out. And I think Don Cheadle's in it. It's yeah. Golden Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Golden Lords. Uh -huh. Don Cheadle's like, <laughs> he has a shortcut. 
with the fade and blonde hair. Yeah. My son Goldilocks. Oh, I forgot but about that. It's it's kind of funny because I think Robert Townsend was kind of Tyler Perry before Tyler Perry because he was someone who was just acting, writing, directing, you know, just kind of doing it all, you know, just because he wanted to tell his own stories because he felt like he couldn't really do it in Hollywood. Exactly. So he did it himself. But yeah. Um, and he partnered up with Keenan Ivy Wayans to do Hollywood Shuffle, which was yeah. um, something that he, it was an independent movie that he and Keenan Ivy Wayans uh, produced themselves, money and all that. And they, they really came out well. They swung for the fences and they just hit. They just hit. So Meteor Man is definitely something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, Five Heartbeats also, which was another Robin Townsend film, but I'll talk about that later. Number three. Oh. Number three. I got to think about this. I've been trying to think. But I think number three for me, I know you were probably going to say this one, but I think it's, excuse me, I think it's either a toss-up between the 1978 Superman. Oh, yeah, that is on my list. And The Empire Strikes Back. Damn. Okay. Okay. Oh, but then there's uh, I got so many movies. I got, all right, I well we got time. We got time. them off. Um, but yeah. So which? All right. So out of those two, give me one, and then I'll go. Um, nineteen seventy-eight Superman. I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's something that still holds up to this day. It kind of set the mold and the standard of like what superhero movies should be, what they should aim to be, and just he really just got the perfect Christopher Reeve. Really, just got the perfect embodiment of who Superman is and who he should be, and then just the music always gives me chills. John Williams, man, and especially that scene where where Lois dies and he holds her body, and then he just screams and does that, just that that like bone crunching scream, and he flies off into the into space and, and does the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just say so like I, I I used to rewatch that scene all the time. I would just put in the DVD go to that scene and just listen to him doing that scream and fly off like a million fucking times. But yeah, that's that's definitely one for me that's up there and it's one that I'll always continue to watch. That's dope, man. Um, okay, so you definitely took one of mine. I'ma say Okay, I'm gonna go Batman eighty nine. Okay. Um as you guys know that Batman, Batman like, as you guys know that Batman eighty nine was Michael Keaton's first appearance as Batman. But also, Prince did the whole soundtrack. There is one song that I listen to, and I know the words verbatim by heart. It's called Scandalous. If you guys Scandalous. Boom, boom, boom. I'm talking about you and me, girl. Marvelous. All right, you know, I thought you were gonna say party man because party man Yo, is my shit. That, that's your party shit. Man. That's your party shit. I'm gonna lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Somebody my shit. Wanna party. That was my shit, bro. There was just so much music in that. You see? It got it got cats just going and breaking out in the song, man. Like that is a good movie. Like it's scandalous. Like oh man. For all of y'all that's out there and you got a lady, trust me, play that song when it's time to get in the mood. Lod. Lod. That's all I'm going to say. All right. You got another one for me, boy? Oh. Um, uh, well, the, the one I'm thinking of, my, well, you know, no, I won't take that one. But I'm going to say Rocky Three. 
I'm a Ooh. huge fan of the Rocky franchise, but that's the one with Mr. Rocky T, right? 3, yeah, Rocky Three is my favorite. You know, you got Mr. T playing Clubber Lang. You got um Carl Weathers back as Apollo Creed, and it's it's really where Rocky just gets beat down, and he has to start from the bottom. There is so, no tomorrow. Yeah, and he uh, you know he loses Mickey. Mickey dies while he's while Rocky's getting his ass beat, and he kind of has to start over. And she goes to Hollywood. He goes to L.A. and he just trains with Apollo Creed, and he he transforms himself. I just I don't know. It's just my favorite Rocky, and that's that's the movie where we got Eye of the Tiger. Cause that song's a, a classic. So you work out to that song, don't you? Um, once or twice I have, but like I, I don't know. I, I love that movie, man. I really love that movie. It's like I said, it just it, to me it transformed the Rocky franchise. And I know people sometimes I hear people giving that movie shit because they either say the first two are their favorites, but Rocky Three is definitely my favorite. Rocky. As long as you don't say Rocky Five, no, we don't. We don't acknowledge Rocky Five. <laughs> um, I definitely give you Rocky Three. As you know, I own it on um, my fire stick and that's one of my favorite ones um fun fact about mickey mickey played the penguin in the 1966 batman oh i didn't know that yeah same cat same cat um all right so i got one for you the matrix oh okay okay the matrix was ahead of its time especially with the cinematography the the stop what did they call it the bullet time camera yeah um Dude, just that first scene alone when Trinity's jumping up, you go, woof, and she just freezes in time. Yeah. And you just like, oh shit, this yeah, has never like been the whole done camera before. Camera 360 is around her. Like, yeah, just tough. It was, it's just something nobody's ever seen before. So when you watch the movie the first time, you know, people are just like, what the fuck is this? How did they do that? You know? And the fight scenes was just perfect, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially in the second one, too. The second one is probably my favorite out of the whole franchise. The sec- yeah, the second one is my favorite as well. But the f- that fight between Keanu Reeves and um, Lawrence Fishburne, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even know Lawrence Fishburne could move that fast. I, I, know, damn. I know Kung Fu. Show, Show me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Matrix is definitely that's a good one. I haven't watched The Matrix in a while. I watched the second one recently, but I haven't visited the first one in a minute. Might be time to check it out. Yeah, the third one. That one used to give me nightmares, especially with Captain Buffoonie. Oh, he gets sliced up. He'd be like, damn, son. Yeah, all the machines get his ass, and he looks like he looks like hamburger meat by the end yeah, of it. Yeah, he'd be like, fuck, bro. You didn't have to go out like that. You ain't had to go out like that. What about you, boy? Oh, mm, I think next one. You can kind of riff on this one together because this was a good one. Uh, Robocop. Oh, bro, that's definitely on my list. That's my shit. You remember we, the song we used to do? The music just was <laughs> great, man. The mu- I, 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 I listen to the music sometimes when I'm walking. I'm just like, dun, 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 dun. It's, just, it's so epic, man. And the music, the movie, was, it's it's hyper violent, man. And yeah. I, we saw that movie at an age where we definitely shouldn't have seen it. But it was and still the movie, a shit. Yeah, and it's still a shit, and the movie still sticks with us. Like, I remember just how how brutal, even to this day, how brutal and violent it was when Murphy got killed. Oh, man. They fucked his shit up. My, they had my man on his knees, right? Shot his hand off. Yeah. And it said, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Blah! Shot him right yeah. in the head. I said, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I just, that movie was just dark, and it was violent. And it just, it, it was, it represented a, a dystopian America. Especially being in, coming in the eighties when like America was sort of going back and forth with Russia during the Cold War, and it was 
it was also kind of mocking the state of America just with those little commercials that they'd have about I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, just like the war games and stuff like that. Like Robocop was a good movie. I, I love Robocop. And again, the theme is just it's amazing, man. Damn. That was definitely on my list. Well we could you you go on that one too. We, we could riff off of it. Um so with Robocop, what I liked about it was it was a man trying to come back to his humanity. Mm. Once he realized that he was not, well, technically he was a machine after they killed him, but just to realize that, oh, damn, I was a whole person. And you took, you know, I, I, you wouldn't even let me rest. You took my brain and you put placed it in a cyborg or in a machine and you erased my memory. And it just so happens that I see my old partner and things get jarred back together. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I was a whole person and I can't feel nothing. I can't love. I yeah, can't. It's about like, yeah, like the struggle between man and machine. And uh, like you said, a man trying to find his humanity, you know, and I think it's something that's very prevalent today because honestly, we're not far off from that shit. Like we got like these billionaires talking about putting chips in our brains so we can control our phones and our TVs or whatever the fuck. Like, Robocop is not far yeah, off at we're, all. Like, we're we're almost just, there. Like, it's a little scary. Making, like robotic limbs for people. So it's it's something that's like, you know, it's kind of funny how the movies we watched back then kind of predict things and sometimes get things right. And like, I mean, that's like Star Trek. Would be. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a, yeah, I guess Star Trek's like that. Well, I guess like what Star Trek has kind of predicted. Okay, like, so the, the pads where they would be the touchscreen okay, pads. Okay, like iPads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, and then gotcha. you have the communicators, where the, okay. the flip phones. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and I guess you could say, like, when they do, like, the whole on-screen thing and they hail somebody, mm-hmm. you can kind of do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay, fair point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. About that. So going into movies, I'd like to say the J.J. Abrams, the first Star Trek movie. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. For me, I love the score. Um... I think the name of the, the the tune that I like is called Orchestrating or Enterprising Young Men. Yeah. That's when they're flying to the Enterprise. And then, like, first see the ship. Yeah. That, oh, man, the French horn on that. Oh, man. And they're playing all these different parts of a chord. And when, oh, that's probably one of my favorite instruments, too, is the French horn. And when it's played right and when it's played with other French horns, oh, the blend is amazing. Um, what I also liked about it is that they made it into another universe. So you just didn't know what was going to happen with any of the characters. Also, rest in peace to Anton Chekhov. Yelchin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yel- Yelchin um, passed away way too young. He passed away right after Star Trek Beyond, which was a damn shame because that was a really good Star Trek movie, which sucks that they're not making a part four because it would have been good to have Chris Hemsworth. Come back. Yeah. Because, cool I mean, that was the franchise that actually kind of started his career. Pretty much. Oh, uh, that's such a that's such a blow. Anything else? Um, can I squeeze out one more movie? Um, you know what? I'm gonna say maybe I got two more, but they they're kind of well. I'm gonna say The Dark Knight. Okay, that which was is another Chris Nolan movie, and it really kind of it just blew the doors off of the superhero genre. You know, because following that, everyone was trying to make it. A superhero movie like The Dark Knight, and I like it because you, if you honestly take Batman out of this movie, it's it's a crime movie. You know, it's you could honestly put this movie up there with like movies like The Godfather, movies Ooh. like 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 Heat, which is another great movie. 
And The Dark Knight borrows a lot from Heat. And those of you who don't know Heat, it's a movie directed by Michael Mann. That's with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. It's one of those classic cops robbers movies, man. And it's just amazing. But The Dark Knight, I just like it just because it's a it just, you know, it's a superhero movie, but it it's bigger than that. It's bigger than a superhero movie. You know, Batman is this character that's trying to restore order. And and you have the Joker who just represents chaos and he doesn't care. He's like, I, I don't, my motive isn't money or power. I just want to see things burn. I just want to destroy the system. And I just want to shatter it with my fist. So you have these two titans coming head on and they just clash and it's it's a great movie just the way it's shot and then the music again is, is amazing han zimmer did the score he's a fantastic fantastic composer one of my favorites he's definitely up there and um yeah dark knight just again that's one of those movies that comes on and it's just like i'll just have it on whether if i'm doing something or like if i actually just want to watch it that's just one of the greats yeah, it is, um, especially the special features for that one. Special features are just amazing. So if you guys don't know, so anytime me and my brother, we get movies, we make sure we get the special features. We'll yeah. buy the DVDs just to watch the documentaries, the featurettes, the yeah. gag reels. I kind of um, I kind of miss special features of old, man, because like, you used to like get the two-disc DVD and <sighs> it'd be loaded with like hours and hours of special features. Nowadays, each featurette is like two or three minutes. And then you could end up watching the special features in like an hour or a half hour. It's just, just like, like it's done. I want all of the shit, man. Like give it all, give it to me all, man. Like they don't, they don't do special features on. Like on they movies. used to, yeah, like they used to, and it's it's a shame, man. It's a I shame. think I think the last DVD that I bought was actually the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. and that's the one I was telling you about where they had a conversation between Christopher Nolan and ooh, Richard Donner. Richard Donner. I think the yeah, 1978 Superman director. I got one. I got one more. Then it's uncomic book related. Bad Boys. Okay, no Bad Boys. Bad Boys 1 is a, a movie that is near and dear to my heart for one reason. Uh, it came out when I was a kid. Uh, we had pay-per-view at the time. That's when we had the illegal box where you hook it up to the, <laughs> to the cable and you could watch your pay-per-view stuff for free. So we watched, I remember mom and dad tried to send me back in my room and they they were watching it. And I just remember laying down on the floor in between the living room and where the dining room table was at the time and just watching it. And I just remember being so captivated by like the action. I think that's what made me love action movies was that movie right there. Mm. Um, as my brother stated, there's a certain things that we watched <laughs> growing up that we definitely shouldn't have watched. A lot of Robocop, uh, yeah. Kill Bill when it came out. Yeah. Uh, Terminator movies, Alien, The Matrix, like oh, just man. a lot of shit. We've watched the class. We we're well versed in the classics. I'll say that. Um, even Shaft, the nineteen seventies Shaft movie, Black Exploitation. I love that. Seeing just seeing a strong brother back in that time, just doing his damn thing. Um, ladies, man, always dressed well, just smart, observant, just everything that you would want to be at that time. It was it was great. It was really great. Uh, we're definitely running out of time. So I just want to say thank you guys for rocking with us the way that you guys yeah. have. We checked out our um, our stream accounts and we saw how many of you guys is actually listening. And we really, really appreciate it. We thank you guys so much. Um, August 23rd, the Night of Jazz with Low Maintenance with Reginald Williams on Tennis Sacks. 
uh, Emma Strauss on bass, Philip Leslie on guitar and vocals, Claudia Logan on vocals, myself, Tucson Cena on drums. It's really going to be good. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to come to the Lower East Side, St. Augustine's Church, 292 Henry Street. Uh, it's going to be in the parish hall. There will be some things served. Yeah, uh, we will be. It'll be cheap. We'll be selling wine coolers. It'll be two dollars. Damn, don't be, say we'll be cheap, my guy. But you man. know, it'll be affordable. Yeah, two dollars. Two dollar wine coolers. You know, we're not trying to break anyone's pockets. You know, just support your support the art and support the artists. Uh, all this money is going to a good cause. You know, to help support Black Thought. Let me more updates about what the next Black Thought event or release will be. And uh, thank you for rocking with us again. August 23rd. Tickets are $10 on Eventbrite and $15 at the door. There is a link to buy tickets on my Instagram. On also my Instagram. on our Facebook pages. Yes. And um, please, if you have my email or number, please contact me and I'll be able to answer any questions you may have. And guys, hope to see your beautiful faces there. And listen, like I said, we love you. Um, we're going to put, we also have a word to the blurred. Facebook page and a word to the blurred Instagram. Uh, it's word to the blurred with two and Cal for both. And uh, just keep up with us. I promise we're going to be putting up some new content on there real soon. We're going to have some pictures. So, you know, what we look like, even though for most of you guys who are listening, probably know us already, but we just want to make sure we do this right. And we want to make sure that, you know, we have something good for you guys to listen to and even check out. So once again, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rocking with us. Take care guys. Be blessed. Peace.